Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again the superintendent of the Batesville Community School Corporation, Paul Ketchum. Good morning to you, Paul. Tom, good morning. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the airwaves of 103.9. All right. Well, it's always great to have you, Paul. And, uh, of course, uh, getting down to business, uh, we're going to recap uh, Monday night's school board meeting. And uh, first off, uh, Paul, had uh, uh, one of the big items was the uh, the project hearing. Yeah, so there is a legal process that, again, I, I don't want to put people in a coma, but we have to do a lot of legal processes with attorneys and school boards, and, and there's checks and balances. So this is kind of the conclusion of a process we started earlier this summer. So again, uh, Brad Berquist, who is an associate of Doug Wilson, who's our school attorney, was there to run that portion of the school board meeting. And again, it's, it's all about compliance and making sure we check all the boxes. So we, we did that on Monday night. And so uh, that taken care of and, uh, every, you know, that's as far as, uh, you know, involving a, getting a building corporation formed and things of that nature. And, uh, and which project is this in relation to? This, this bond issue, this building corporation lease agreement is for the outdoor athletic facilities. Uh, we're trying to, again, uh, capture as much revenue as we can without raising that tax rate. So, again, this is another vehicle or avenue we're able to do that. So, again, the lease agreement is kind of a complex legal situation, but it allows the school to kind of lease out its own property and then capture that revenue and then invest it back in itself. All right. And then uh, moving on down the agenda, personnel, and a really notable one, uh, this is in regard to uh, Gayla Vonderheide. Gayla Vonderheide, 1973 graduate of Batesville High School. She's been a longtime director of health services for the school corporation. Many of our listeners may know she, when she was hired 20 plus years ago, she was the only RN on our campus and she rotated among all four buildings. So again, that was a very heavy lift for her. She's had a very nice job evolving. We now have either RNs or LPNs in all four buildings and she manages and leads those RNs, those medical professionals. But maybe most importantly, and our, our listeners reflect back to a dark time during COVID, coming out of COVID, Batesville School Corporation did not miss a day of school in, in large because of the work of Gayla Vonderheide. So I'll be eternally grateful for her efforts. And again, I'm excited for her. She's, she's closing the chapter of this, and she told me she's going to be have some flexibility and spend time with grandkids. So I want to thank Gayla Vonderheide and wish her the best. But I have a feeling she'll still be around. We'll see her, we'll see her more often than not. There you go. And uh, when is her um, retirement effective? Effective the end of the calendar year. So one one twenty four will be the end of her service in that role. But again, we've already had some informal conversations about what where else can she support us in the future. Okay. All right. And then uh, so moving down, uh, also uh, another item, speaking of uh, this was the meeting for hearings, it seems like, and this was the uh, uh, meeting for the budget hearing. Yes. So as our listeners know, uh, you I'm so thankful for our paying taxpayers and property taxes fund schools, at least the operations, transportation, those those funds are operated and funded through property tax dollars. We have to build and, uh, and share with our, our board a budget. Our, our board reviews the budget in September, and they will formally approve that budget in October. So there's almost two sessions where there's, again, no surprises, right? The board has a accountability to taxpayers. I have accountability to the board. Once the board approves the, our budget in October, it actually is then reviewed by what's called the DLGF, Department of Local Governor Finances. And then they will actually give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, or make us make any changes on the, on the budget process, which again, directly impact property taxes. So taxpayers should know there is a lengthy process and there's many sets of eyeballs on it to make sure that the taxes levies are correct. And from the board's perspective that we, as stewards of the taxpayer money, are going to invest that money wisely. 
And uh, DLGF, uh, for those who may not be aware, that is a, a state agency. That's a state agency that works with towns, townships, cities, libraries. So, again, any municipality who can levy taxes, you have to work with DLGF. All right. And then also on uh, Monday night, Paul, you had the uh, approval of the 2024-25 uh, school calendar. Yeah, we like to get that calendar out in front of parents as early as possible. I know people start to look at fall break or spring break or graduation and start to plan those dates on their calendar. Uh, that was shared with families yesterday. It's a typical, air quotes, typical calendar. We have the rolling start on there again. We, we start school the second week of August. Again, just some feedback from stakeholders. They don't like starting school in July, and nor do I. So we, we try to push that back as late as we can. We do have statutorily some days that we have to meet. But on that calendar, there are more professional work days for teachers than there have been in the past. And that's, that's teacher feedback that we, we, we do ask an extraordinary amount of time and energy for our professionals. And we just felt like we needed to create more time to align ourselves with curriculum. Uh, we can maybe have this conversation next show about the new standards coming out, the reduced essential standards and the new standardized testing. And, and how do we align our curriculum maps and pacing guides? And, and that those are hard to do without time. So there's some time building for teachers to do that in the 24-25 calendar. All right. So, again, uh, no uh, no major uh, you know upheaval or anything like that. It's all pretty much uh, other than, uh, you know, the professional work days. Almost to the date corresponding dates as the previous two or three years school calendar. So no major changes, the same pace. We never go more than nine weeks without a week off. Uh, and we, we sprint those 45 days, we catch our breath, and we come back and do it again three more times. All right. Sounds good. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. And then we're going to uh, shift gears into uh, Paul's other uh, cap that he wears, and that is with the Batesville Kiwanis, because they got an event coming up this uh, weekend. And we're going to have more of that as we continue our conversation with Paul Ketchum right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Paul Ketchum and we recap Monday night's school board meeting and his role as the superintendent of the Batesville Community School Corporation. Now we're going to shift gears into Paul's other thing that he's noted for around the community and his involvement with the Batesville Kiwanis as this year's secretary, also past president. And of course, they got the big event coming up this weekend, Apple Fest. Apple Fest is a huge endeavor, a fantastic fall event for our community. And quite frankly, Tom, it is the largest Apple Fest we were ever going to put put out. And the reason I know that is we have almost 100 vendors who have signed up. Typically, we had 70 to 75 vendors. So big credit to Sue Seifert. And she took over in memory of Jay Rick, Rickmuth, uh, who passed away, unfortunately, this, this fall. So Sue has done a fantastic job organizing it. It's going to be an unbelievable event this Saturday and Sunday at Liberty Park. All right. So uh, besides the obvious thing, uh, apples, uh, what else can uh, folks uh, expect to see when they uh, go out to Liberty Park? Well, again, we're thankful for Moore Law LLC, who is actually the official sponsor of the Apple Fest. But we have the typical Kiwanis trackless train rides. We've got the Batesville Memorial Public Library Kids Crafts. We've got the Eureka Band, Marissa Fullencamp. We've got the fastest kid in town happening on the baseball field there. And prior to the Apple Fest, we have the Margaret Mary Health Health Foundation Suicide Prevention and Awareness 5K Stop the Stigma. So Saturday, 
there's going to be something for all ages, whether you want to start your day with a 5K, whether you want to end your day with the fastest kid in town. And, of course, we're going to have all the delicious kitchen items that you can find at Apple Fest. Now, uh, I understand that parking might be an issue out at Liberty Park this year. And uh, is there anything to uh, try and uh, maybe alleviate some of the headaches? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up, Tom. So we're actually going to run a shuttle from the Knights of Columbus. There's about 127 parking spaces they've been graciously allowing us to use. So there'll be a shuttle running, you know, every five minutes from the Knights of Columbus, dropping off right there at the pavilion at Liberty Park. So if you can't find a parking spot, uh, you can park at the Knights of Columbus or the Plex. And it's not a bad walk at all, but if you, if you, you know, walking's a problem and you want to ride the shuttle, we're going to run that shuttle on Saturday from 11 to 4 and on Sunday from 11 to 3. Okay, so uh, for the most part, uh, the hours of the event itself. Okay. Yeah, so again, for all of our listeners, the Apple Fest actually starts Saturday. It runs from 11 to 6 and then on Sunday from 11 to 4. And then on Sunday, we, we had, we've had so many activities, we actually had to shift the Apple Royalty Pageant. So all the kindergartners and second graders who were up for the pageant, that event will happen on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So again, just an action-packed Apple Fest weekend. Looking forward to it. Looks like Mother Nature is going to help us out with some beautiful weather. Indeed. And, uh, and of course, uh, also, uh, you know, the uh, the farm team, shall we say, for Batesville Kiwanis is uh, KSLA, and uh, I'm sure they'll be involved in it as well. You know, thank you for bringing that up. We have so many students who are involved, the K-Kids, who are from Batesville Intermediate School. There are Key Club members who will be working. There are KSLA members from the high school working. You'll see a lot of young faces, student faces, giving back to their community, which is what makes Batesville, this, this city, a wonderful community is people civic groups want to give back and, and make it better all right anything else on uh, apple fest no just come out I, yeah i'll be selling split the pot tickets so stop by see me and we'll be have a drawing every hour in the hour and i hope you win all right well that sounds great well uh, paul ketchum thank you very much for coming in this morning stay well and uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you again next month thank you so much tom and i look forward to listening to you friday night as the bulldogs battle the lawrenceburg tigers down the pit so go bulldogs